0: It's December 9th, 2015, and welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first
1: bite of today's technology. I'm Bert Lum. And I'm Ryan Ozawa. We're going to kick off the show with a couple of news guests. First, Christine Kuroki is here to tell us about an upcoming Pecha Kucha event tomorrow. Then, Alexander Felix is here to tell us about his augmented reality sandbox called the One Box.
0: And finally, after the break, we'll spend the rest of the hour talking about Startup Weekend with Camille, Camille Schutz. Christine Kuroki is going to be back with us, and Buddy and Coco Leong.
1: These winning teams of the latest 54-hour challenge are tackling indoor climate change, learning through music, and action cameras. But before we hear their pitches and about their experiences, let's get to our news guests.
0: Well, first up, we want to welcome uh, Christine Kuroki, and she's from the Honolulu Museum, and she's here to tell us about something that's been going on for, uh, we'll ask her about it. Pecha Kucha has been an event that's happened many times, but... I want to welcome Christine to uh, Bite Marks Cafe.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here.
0: Now, uh, um, the Pecha event, I can't even remember how many uh, events you've put on already, but uh, this must must be like in the dozen or so.
2: Yeah, it started in Honolulu in 2008, Mm -hmm. but it was actually invented um, by a group of architects in Tokyo, Japan in February of 2003. And since 2003, it's been done all over the world and it's continuing to grow. I think it's in over 600 cities or something like that now. So um, in 2008, um, a group of architects um, in Hawaii started it. And the organizers kind of change every year or two years Mm because this is a free public event. You don't have to pay to come to these. And the organizers just kind of do this on the side because they just care about people being able to share their work with the public.
0: You know, back in two thousand eight, I participated in PechaKucha oh, over at did? the Honolulu Museum, mm-hmm. and uh, that's when I did the twenty social media experts. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was a the seminal the seminal PechaKucha.
1: It still gets cited
0: today. That's right in and, resumes and, and, luckily, and luckily, bios. <laughs> luckily, video and smartphones did not exist. That is itself.
1: also true. <laughs> Now, Christine, you said it came from Tokyo. I have to ask you this, although it's almost pedantic, but, you know, just like when you get into arguments these days with people about how to spell or pronounce karaoke or karaoke. Oh. Or <laughs> pe- pechi- I've heard pecha kucha dis- said with a, a different intonation. It's also pachakacha. Pachakacha. Uh,
2: that people like to say. It's kind of the Japanese accent towards it. Um, I still don't think Americans are great at saying pachakacha, which <laughs> pecha. is why I just stick to pecha kucha, but either way. Pe-
1: Not to be confused with yeah. pi- Pikachu. No.
2: <laughs> Pikachu. <laughs> no. Now,
0: what is the basic format for a Kucha.
2: Okay, so the reason why these architects wanted to invent this format was they, were, they didn't want to go to a lecture where you had to hear someone speak for like an hour. They wanted a quick way to basically show their work and they wanted a casual setting like at a bar. Um, so the format is 20 images that automatically change every 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. This makes a 6 minutes and 40 second presentation. The idea is to be um, brief but informative and to inspire your peers. And our Petra Kucha's here, we have about 10 speakers that we break up into two sets and we do this three times a year.
1: Great. And, and the, uh, the the automatic advancing is significant because it's not like you wanted to talk more about this one slide or you forgot what you were going to say and you had to think about it for a while because whether or not you were done with that particular image and that thought it's mm-hmm. going to move on to the next one.
2: Exactly. No,
0: there's a the similar format is Ignite, right, yes. which is like a 15 second 20 slides. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that we got not breaks out into what 5 minutes or so. Yeah.
2: Something like Ignite started in Seattle and the market's a little bit different. Pitcher Kucha was started um, by creative people and mm-hmm. kind of within the creative community, Ignite is more the entrepreneur spirit, more for the tech, the tech industry mm. type of people, where people are there. It's more of a it's a more of a pitch kind of feel, whereas a Pecha Kucha is more of a portfolio sharing kind of feel. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, good but point. there's no real rule. The, mm-hmm. Both both events want the the basic ideas to just share knowledge and to inspire everyone and share their stories.
0: So when you put the call out for Pecha Kucha uh, participants, who does it kind of go out to
2: um it goes out to since i'm at the honolulu museum of art it goes out to a lot of the artists that kind of go through the museum hawaii is a very wonderful and local like friendly community so it's a lot of its word of mouth um people recommend other people s- to speak and vice versa and kind of spreads out through there mm-hmm.
1: is there a theme for Because sometimes there's a theme for the thought or the idea mm-hmm. or or how are you approaching is that the case yeah we
2: try to theme it every time this time the theme is um, facade Um, Um. so it's you know, and we try to make these a one-word theme that is broad enough so that people can twist it and use it to their, you know, to their own liking. Mm-hmm. But somehow, mm-hmm. as a show, it's connected, and everyone can, you know, ponder the idea of the different spins that are taken on the word.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, can you give us a sense as to who might uh, be presenting?
2: Sure, we have um, ten wonderful speakers, and. We have Jamie Jackson, Sky the Soul Poet, Doug Ng, Catherine Love, um, Kari Lovett um, with Ronald Rebao, Hazel Goh, Cade Roster, Reem Bazaz, Kirsten Simison, and Sam Guerrero. What oh. was the se-
1: second name on that list?
2: Sky the Soul Poet. She's okay. actually spoken before. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't here when when they spoke, but I'm super excited because it's, it's always great. Uh, like finding speakers, like their work... It's more about presenting their story. Mm -hmm. So if they can speak in public and do that with confidence and engage the audience, that's great.
0: And so they give you all the slides Mm -hmm. for their 20 slides. You Mm -hmm. basically pre-format them into the 20 seconds, Mm -hmm. have it run pretty much unstoppable by (laughs) anybody, right? Yes. And they just have to nail it. Yes. Good, good. Now, uh, this is going to take. Pl- when is this going to take place?
2: It's happening tomorrow from seven to nine p.m. at the Honolulu Museum of Art School in our sketch garden. This is also one of the very few events I feel like that are in the outdoors in Honolulu, mm-hmm. which I think there need to be more of. Well, yeah, you
0: also have some great sponsors.
2: Oh, we have people. Um, we always invite a food truck mm-hmm. um, to serve food and poo-poos and stuff, um, and we also invite a musical artists to perform during intermission and um and we also just provide drinks for everyone and we just take donations to basically um give out lays really lays <laughs> 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 are expensive and they're beautiful and we need to give them to all the presenters and you know we don't charge anyone to come to this event so
1: it sounds like a very pleasant evening so if somebody wanted to attend pecha Kucha at the honolulu uh, Museum. Where can they go for more information
2: um our website petchacucha dot org slash city slash honolulu mm. we have a facebook page, a twitter um just google us um Pechacucha honolulu you'll find us um you can join our e blast list um we send out no- notifications when we only have our you know events, stuff like that and if you're interested in helping out or being a possible speaker, absolutely yeah.
1: Fantastic. Thank you very much, Christine. Thank you. Us. Yeah, great. Well, But don't go anywhere. Yeah. Yes, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> After the break.
0: And of course, uh, next up we have Alex Alex Felix from Onebox, and he's here to tell us about the Augmented Reality Sandbox. Welcome to the show, Alex. Aloha, guys. How you guys been? Good, good. Now, this is a very cool name, Augmented Reality Sandbox. And I've seen some videos of this, and I shall forego making a poor attempt at describing it. And give Alex the opportunity to do
1: that. First of all, is it a sandbox? It literally (laughs) is a sandbox, yes.
3: A little more high-tech than uh, normal, though. Um, So basically what happens is there are four main components. You have a sandbox, a computer, a scanner, and a projector. And so the scanner actually um, gathers the data, the height differences between the sand and the scanner. It measures it in centimeters. And then the uh, program then takes that data, and um assigns colors and characteristics and so what happens is it then tells it gives you an image of a hypsometric tint hmm. and um that hypsometric tint is then projected back onto the sandbox and so what you basically get on the sandbox is a living map because the data is always calibrating always um sensing and always uh reprojecting so as you change everything it'll be reflected on the sand You'll see contours move. You'll see valleys change colors and... Hills change colors. So
1: map nerds are familiar with uh, what was it called? Isomorphic. Oh, hi- hypsometric. hypsometric
3: tin. Tin. It's a standard color for height elevation. Right. So mm-hmm. you
1: you can imagine um, the, the the model of the Hawaiian Islands, and the higher it goes, it goes. It's almost like a rainbow of colors. Correct. And at the highest exactly. color, is a different color. And each uh, each graduation is a is a range of elevation. Correct. But it's live. So if you shaped it into a big uh, Mauna Kea, it would look like that. Or if correct, you, yes. You and if
3: you like. decide you want to put a crater in there. It would show that crater as different colors as well ah, going I see, now. I see.
0: Now, when you are shaping it with your hands, the I guess the sensing of the of the elevation with your hands in there is also gonna get reflected in the uh, you know, sort of elevation imaging, right? Correct. So you have to kind of shape it and then take your hands out
3: and right. then let but it sort of settle in. It takes about half a second, it always so it's really fast. You'll just oh, okay. shape it and then oh oh that's cool, then you can reshape it again. Uh-huh, it's uh-huh. it's very negligible and You'll probably be pretty interested when you see it. and um, But that's also just half of the program. Okay. Um, the other half is actually it has a uh, a water simulator in it. So you can take an object. In this case, most people just take their hands, place it about uh, 12, 12 to 10 centimeters above the sand, and it will actually create water on the sand where your hand is to simulate kind of a rain cloud. And the water will flow...
1: It animates this it animates on the, the water, surface exactly. of the sand below.
3: And it's completely interactive, so you can actually hit the water with your hand, and then the water will splash.
1: Oh. Well, so it sounds like certainly something that I could easily be distracted by for hours. Oh, correct. Yeah. But but, but a, a clear question would be, what is the application? I mean, what what can one do with a One box?
3: Um, so its main strength is education. Uh, we built it to kind of show off at a HCPO conference. And then uh, once a couple of teachers actually saw it at the ACPO call, and they're like, the kids really love this. It shows contours. It shows hypsometric tint, valleys, rivers, and um, you can teach um, watersheds. And so there's like, could we bring it to our school? And they're like, yeah, sure, why not? And so we went to uh, St. John Vianney at, uh, in Kailua for two weeks, and they loved it there. And so uh, they tried to come up with a way to get a structured teaching But once kids kind of get their hands and start playing, you kind of lose their focus, and so uh, (laughs) it's kind of like guided teaching (laughs) with the sandbox. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. So, uh, give me the dimensions again. How big is this box?
3: So, uh, the standard uh, sandbox is about thirty by forty, and thirty by forty inches. uh, inches, Inches, Correct. And the um, total height, well, it's about levels at thirty feet where, or thirty inches where the hips are, and then about seventy. But I guess the important dimension is the 30 by 40.
1: Kind of looks like an old-school overhead projector maybe. Correct, but with a yeah. Bigger bu- with a bigger base. Correct. So I can see certainly it would be a good classroom tool, and you can talk about things. You, I, can, I can imagine students shaping Hanauma Bay mm-hmm. and working with that or maybe Waipio uh, Valley and s- create that and see how water flows and such. But, again, a secondary question that comes up when you talk about schools is it doesn't sound like it's necessarily – uh, easily affordable to build something like this. So you have a plan for that.
3: Correct, we do. So uh, right now we are on Indiegogo, we have a campaign that uh, hopefully people on Oahu or in Hawaii support us, where we could actually bring the sandbox out for free to these schools for weeks at a time. So we would just go in, set it up over the weekend, and all we would need is a teacher, or a champion of it, uh, we would like to say. And they would just turn it on every morning and kids could just play with it. It's It usually doesn't fail. So far, it's been smooth throughout, but we would love it for everybody on Oahu to play with it, especially those who can't afford to buy one. How
0: many units do you envision purchasing, or do you plan to just have one and take that one around?
3: Uh, We plan on just having one to take around. It's really good. It's easier for us, and we can communicate and actually go to the school and describe what's going on Mm -hmm. uh, in the one box. But we're... We're actually in uh, kind of a production mode. We're actually building more for people who actually want to purchase them, and uh, we've gotten a couple of people wanting. So,
0: them. so this is something that you've uh, kind of designed, or is it something? Is it a kit that you purchase uh, from, uh, you know, a, a manufacturer?
3: Uh well, the the basics behind it, the design and concept, I believe, were kind of thought up by a bunch of Czech uh, scientists. But what happened was a uh, brilliant teacher by the name of Oliver Kraos from UC Davis, he actually took the programming to a next step level and made it uh, free for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. And so online, he has this great tutorial and instruction booklet for free on how to build one yourself. And so we just took it and like, this is a great tool. And we built one here. And like, okay, this is pretty simple. We've kind of gotten the kinks of it and the possibilities. And so now we just want to share it with everybody. And we definitely encourage everybody who can to build their own, and we would love to help them.
1: Well, Alex, what is your background when you're not playing with sand? (laughs) I mean, where did this idea come from? Because I can imagine you building it and then finding that channel that it might work for schools. But how did you get there?
3: Uh, So my background is in architecture. I have to go back eventually someday. But um, right now I'm working as a planner at HHF Planners in downtown Honolulu, so my background is a lot of technical. I was in three D printing when it came out, mm-hmm. big into MakerBot and um a lot of uh three D animation. So it was kind of that whole three D field that got into me and getting uh doing renderings, three D modeling for buildings. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when I saw this I was like, Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. And then I saw all the components for it, I was like, Well I have all of that. And mm-hmm. so I decided to build one. I've and literally that's what you can do. You to take a couple of parts from uh, an office and you build one.
1: So how much, are, how much are you trying to raise with your crowdfunding campaign to take uh, your one box around?
3: Just We're just simply trying to raise uh, 5000 mm. And part of it just goes to pay for the one box and upgrade it. And actually, um, the other half is to upgrade the software itself. Uh, there is a lava feature we're trying to kind of get incorporated into it, which would be perfect for Hawaii.
0: Lava we we for can, sure. Yeah. So the, the the lava feature, that's, that's got my interest. So does that create some sort of extrusion of?
3: Um, no. Material? It changes the fluid dynamics probably. It's, it's a fluid dynamics, but the way it's triggered is that uh, you actually punch a hole in the sand and then lava will start coming out. So huh. it's a different trigger than holding your hand above, which is the water simulator. This one, you punch a hole with your fist and lava great, starts great. coming out.
0: So, um, where are you showing this? I guess maybe the next uh, school that is going to be on your schedule.
3: Well, we have a couple of different schools. There's a elementary school in Kai, uh, not Kai. Sorry, in uh, Kalihi mm-hmm. that was interested. Also, the uh, I'm sorry, I forget the name of this. The kind of. Uh, School right by UH Manoa, uh, right across the street. Oh, you mean the lab school? Yeah, the lab school. They Uh wanted to kind of take a look at it as well. Um, We have uh, people in Wai'anae who wanted to see it. It's kind of getting a little bit of everywhere, and we're trying to like upgrade it but also show it off and upgrade it some more and show it off. So So
0: when you say weed, you have a a, a bunch of uh, buddies that – Get yeah, and yeah,
3: a couple of uh a lot of my architecture friends and a couple oh, of teachers who were really into it and saw the potential in it. Um Raphael Tran, he's kind of the guy who does all the computing and we're uh kind of assigning buttons, making buttons so it can drain and mm. flood and it's it's a fun team and it's a fun thing project to do and we're we just hope to share it with everybody.
1: All right. Well, if somebody wanted to learn more about the One Box and your crowdfunding campaign, Where can they go for more Um, information?
3: Just search us on Google. Box spelled like one box, but pronounced Onebox. Spelled
1: like one box, (laughs) but because you're in Hawaii, it's pronounced Onebox. I like it. we'll we'll definitely
0: put that up there in um, your Indiegogo campaign, and hopefully we'll get you you some donations uh, as a result of this.
3: Sure, thank you. Oh, and also I brought you guys some perks from there, and this is our 3D
1: printed. uh,
0: Well, for all our listeners... It's a That's nice what it
1: demonstration. Like. I'm sure that, <laughs> I'm sure that, I'm sure that no, this is like a phone a phone mount, or you actually uh, maybe even a tablet. it's, very cool. yeah, it's a very tablet cool. mount and a phone or So a phone if, you, if you support the campaign at certain levels, you get 3D printed goodies. Correct. Sir. I like it. Well, thank you for no, joining us. No, thank you
3: very much. I appreciate
1: the
0: time. Yeah, very good. Thanks, to Alex, for joining us. And, of course, uh, we'll take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by Camille Schutz. I love that name, Shoots. Okay. (laughs) Christine Kuroki, Buddy and Coco Leong, and we'll talk about their
1: recent Startup Weekend ideas. Well, Startup Weekend enough to launch a full-fledged business. What's next for these entrepreneurs? Of course, our phone lines are open today for your year-end giving, and we have a very special message to uh, tell you all about it. In the last two years, the generosity of HPR members to the Radio Flyers Program has given nearly 200 neighbor island keiki and their families access to Kapi'olani Medical Center for Women and Children. Call today with a minimum pledge of $100 and designate the Radio Flyers Fund as the recipient of your Hawaiian miles, 10 miles per dollar pledged, 941-3689, toll free 877 941 After 6 p.m., go to hawaiipublicradio.org. Mahalo. Each
2: week, New Dimensions explores the social, political, scientific, environmental, and spiritual frontiers with some of today's foremost social innovators, thinkers, scientists,
1: and creative artists. Hi, I'm Steve McIntosh, author of The Presence of the Infinite. Next time on New Dimensions, I'll be talking about the spiritual experience of beauty, truth, and goodness. Sunday morning at 11. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to contributors Straub Clinic and Hospital and Gourmet Events Hawaii. Welcome back, and as you heard at the start of that break, we are in the middle of HPR's Radio Flyers program, and uh, there was those were some of the details. Again, it's a great time to help children in need, help your public radio station, and help yourself with a year-end tax-deductible contribution. So you can call in. We can't take your calls, but we want you to call to give your pledge, and we want to thank, for example, Mella Stokesbury from Pukalani. She says she should have done it before, but now with the pledge drive, she's now on board. Board. Philip and Jamie Esterman, Mahalo very much from Hawaii Kai. Thank you for sure. And Flanagan from Ohe as well. They are awesome, awesome people. And if you want to be counted among them, you can use our phone number during this hour to support the Hawaii Radio Flyers program. That number is 941-3689 or from outside the island, 877-941-3689. The next $3,640 that we raise will be multiplied by a matching fund. So take advantage again. We would love your calls.
0: Very good. And of course, joining us today is Christine Kuroki, Camille Schutz and Buddy and Coco Leong. And of course, Christine and her team took third place and worked with uh, Edutunes, the company, to design a music learning app. Camille and his team took second place and a climate control app called
1: Clima. And uh, Buddy and Coco Leong, perhaps the youngest winners yet of Startup Weekend, took first place with their Menehune hat clips, which they're wearing right now. They securely attach GoPro cameras to your baseball cap.
0: Wow, and how does Startup Weekend turn ideas into businesses in 54 hours? We'll find out. of course, Instead of taking your calls, uh, our phone lines are open to receive your donations of $100 or more to Radio Flyers, a un- unique program which allows you to benefit two community organizations with your gift. And, of course, that number is 941 on Oahu or 877 941 from the Neighbor Islands. And we want to welcome everybody to Bite Marks Cafe. Welcome, you guys. Welcome to the show. Hey, Thank how's you it going? Thank
1: for having
3: yes. us.
0: So let's... Um, let me let's go around the table here and kind of let everybody tell us a little bit about their idea. And let's start with Camille. Maybe you can tell us about Klima. Sure.
4: Sorry, it's it's Klima. It's, oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all you right. You know, it's I got the I got shoots right, <laughs> <correct>. but <laughs> it's, it's Klima and it's uh the word in German for climate. And uh we well,
0: get those Germans to say it correctly. It's Klima. <laughs> oh, I know,
4: I know. I'm trying <laughs> trying to start somewhere. So, um, yeah, the app, the idea was basically uh, started when I got here as a student seven years ago, and people were constantly telling me to wear sweaters when I would go to school, and I thought, like, what? This is Hawaii. Why would you need a sweater? I'm from Germany. I don't need that. It's warm. Wrong. It's actually really cold in school environments and often also in offices. So um, because my background is in energy, I figured that it would be a good idea to do something about the problem that the um, ACs in the offices are running way too strong, and some people are bringing in like uh, heaters, electric heaters to compensate for that. So I came up with the idea to create a very simple app that lets you check into your location wherever you are, and then vote whether you're comfortable, you're too cold or too hot. And I gotta say, mm-hmm. you guys, every actually, you're running the AC here very well and very comfortable.
1: Oh, well, I'm well, glad for that, but we should <laughs> probably introduce the Klima app for Hawaii Public Radio as well. Klima. <laughs> Klima. Not <clima>. Klima. <laughs> Klima. Klima. <laughs> Klima. <laughs> uh.
0: Okay, Christine, now uh, tell us a little bit about Edutunes first, which is the company, mm-hmm. and then you can sort of get into the actual app that you folks uh, proposed.
2: So Edutunes was a company not by me, but by Jennifer um, Fixman, and she mm-hmm. had had this company I think for about eighteen. She's been teaching for eighteen years. I don't know exactly how long she had the company, but she was the one that pitched this idea at Startup Weekend. So I ended up joining her team. Um, it was a very, I, it was a very good experience. It was really really fun, and the reason why I joined her team was I wanted to um, be under the guidance of someone who had been working on their project for a long time. So. Um, so yeah, it was, it was based and I understood it as well because I grew up, I was born here in Hawaii, but I grew up in Korea as well. Cause my dad had taken an overseas job. Mm-hmm. So I was around English learners my whole life. So the fact that she wanted to use songs to teach English, which is basically the main, um, the main thing of her business. Mm-hmm. I understood that right away. And I was like, yeah, this totally works. I've seen it happen all around me. Um, and so yeah, that was my experience with startup weekend. working Cool. With her. Cool.
0: We'll get we'll team. get we'll get into the process by which you you know end up joining a team. But want to give uh, the the Leon kids a chance. Uh, who's the spokesperson, buddy? Buddy, you're the sp- okay. Buddy, yeah. tell us a little bit about your idea.
5: So our product is the Menihuni hat clip. It when we pitched our idea, it was a hat clip that would be easily adjustable and removable. Now we have taken a completely different approach. It can now mount against. Metallic walls go through thin surfaces, mount on things like your car, a tripod, and it can still mount on your hat.
1: Wow, that's a great idea. Well, buddy, we're not going to ask this question of our other guests, but how old are you?
5: I'm 13 And
1: uh, Coco? And Coco? I'm 10. You're 10. So Coco, let me ask you, it's clear that you're already evolving the product idea for the clip, but going back to your presentation at uh, Start Weekend, your winning presentation, what was the problem that you were solving? I mean, what was your experience, uh, uh, Coco, for, for uh, coming up with this idea?
6: So the problem was um, when we go do ocean sports, we use the GoPro to videotape us. Mm-hmm. And we use, like to wear a hat because we don't want to get skin cancer. So we mount it using the head strap before we had the many hat clip.
1: So it was more like a headband, I guess,
0: that you wrap yeah. around your head? Yeah. Coco, you, you speak very well. What school do you go to?
6: I go to Punahou.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> very nice. Well, I guess that maybe says something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So, um, Camille, um, can you share, it sounds like, again, you, with your background, Startup Weekend sounded like an a- appealing idea. Have you participated before?
4: I have not directly participated uh, in it. I was always somewhat involved, as I'm involved in the startup ecosystem in general, uh-huh. um, but more on the, maybe... a assisting the organizational team. Um, but this time I thought it might be a good idea to actually participate and really try to use this as a tool of uh, validation for my idea.
0: So so Camille, you, <coughs> you had the idea and you decided, I'm gonna go jump into Startup Weekend, pitch the idea, did and you, win it? Oh, oh yeah, and, and, <laughs> and win that. it. That's that's good. That you you have a very good sense of. Uh, you know, I failed on go. this one though. Uh, yeah. So we're um, let's see. You know when when you went in, did you have any sense of who your team might be?
4: I had a sense of who I would need, mm-hmm, and I was mm-hmm. hoping to get the best ones from that category. The oh, problem. Okay. So, wait, wait, okay. Yeah. Who
0: did you need? What categories did you want?
4: I knew that I definitely needed a developer since it's an application mm-hmm. and a designer because I, I feel like I kind of know what I wanted to look like and how I wanted to be interacted with. I don't really am the person that can implement those thoughts, mm-hmm. so that's very valuable. But I also have to say that the designers are actually the most thought uh, thought after sought after. Well, Christine,
0: yeah, she's gonna she's gonna sit, yeah. I think this very much support you on that uh, this <laughs> estimation. Yeah. So, if you know the categories of what you want, how did you select the best people for your team?
4: I think it's. Um, you have to come up with an interesting way and an engaging way to present your idea so that they try to come towards you. I had this really f- fantastic developer, and he said that he really liked um, the problem that I'm trying to solve and how I presented it. So that was what was enticing for him. Um, and then when you're lucky, you have a couple of those that you want, and then you can pick, but it's really about the pitch first mm-hmm. and then selecting Second, and you have to say no sometimes as well, because right. I I think it's better to have a rather smaller team than than bigger, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure. Now, Christine, you were joining Jennifer's team from from her
1: pitch. Uh, were you part of the team building process uh, uh, and and building the other members, or how did that, how did your team come together?
2: Um, I I kind of went to Jenny first, and I was helping her get other people to join the team. Uh, I was joining as a designer. And uh, I, I think our team was awesome. We had, um, let's see, we had Lionel Wright, we had Robert Gallagher, Mia Harry, and Denisha Honda, a couple college students, um, a really strong developer, and Lionel, who, who's more of the entrepreneur kind of spirit. And I just think it was a great balance and a great blend of everyone, including Jennifer and myself as a designer, um, so yeah, it was a it was an interesting experience for sure, and seeing where everyone's useful and how everyone works as a team, that was great.
0: You know, I have to agree with uh, Camille. I mean, the the designer, especially in a startup weekend where you only have a short period of time, programmers, you know, you can sort of skirt around the actual prototype because you know you only got 54 hours. But from a designer standpoint, you gotta you gotta show the mock-ups, you have to show the website, you have to show, you know, perhaps uh, some some logo designs, uh, and that's great that you guys uh, were able to, you know, join into, let's say, Edgy Tunes, but um, I saw some of the mock-ups that you were doing, and you guys, I mean, you created some pretty nice mock-ups, oh, like, right you. off the bat. That's, thank
2: you. I mean, um, even
0: your PowerPoint was pretty oh, snazzy. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I'm also do Patrick Creature, so right. when it comes to <laughs> you can make a succinct, and powerful pitch. Yeah, um, yeah, design. You know, there's. I joined as a designer, and I've been around Startup Weekend for a while, but this is my first time participating. And the comments always been thrown around like, "Why don't more designers do Startup Weekend?" Hmm. I think I was one of two or three designers that well, joined this time
4: can I just say something. I, yeah, I didn't sure. know that you were a designer. I thought, uh, and that's one tip for the listeners that are interested in maybe joining. What I can recommend is to really hustle your idea even before the event. And I specifically went around and I was actually trying to see who's wearing the designer badge, and I didn't see you. Maybe you were hiding it for a <laughs> <any> good <laughs> reason. He was hiding it from <laughs> but, you. But I felt like I talked to every single designer that I was there, uh, that was around, and so that they would know my face. Uh, before I actually go out and pitch so you can kind of yeah. build like a little bit more personal relationship up front. Mm-hmm. Well, this is interesting to hear because, of course, in previous Startup Weekends, we've had shows where
1: they said we couldn't find enough developers. So there was a lot of effort to bring in the developer community. Now it sounds like there's the outreach and the interest to get the design community. Um, Coco, can you tell us about your team? Was it just the two of you or was there were there other participants helping you make Menehune hat clips a reality?
6: So we had lots of help and we had a great team our mentors were fabulous. Our mentors were Colin Kobayashi and Monica Umeda. Colin is the co-founder of...
0: 3D Innovations.
6: No, I think he is the founder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Monica Umeda, co-founder of Akabotics. Akabotics, so that's right. So our other teammates were my dad, Evan Leong, my mom, Carrie Leong and my sister, Kendra Leon.
1: Ah, wow, so this is like a it's definitely a family operation. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so that's so,
0: a good way of having a team, right? I mean, you had the team before. You kind of have that yeah. team.
1: So, um, uh, Buddy, can you tell us, did you have specific roles? I mean, in the other teams, you had designer, you had programmer, you had maybe presenter, pitch person. Um, did you divide work that up way for Manny Hat Clips?
5: Um, so after we pitched our idea, we started to make some designs of what we wanted to make. What we wanted our many hat clip to be, and I started to make some of the designs, but they weren't quite adequate to be three D printed. So Colin Kobayashi, who was our mentor, helped us a little bit on that, and we three D printed that, and we got customer feedback on it, and we made some changes, and we over the startup weekend period we made three different. Um, Drafts of what we wanted. Oh, okay. so so prior
0: to Startup Weekend, did you guys have the idea sort of brewing in your head uh, to do mini hoodie
5: hat, hat clips? Um, we knew it like the problem was, but not really like what exactly we wanted to do.
0: And then uh, I I'm, I'm kind of looking at it, and the idea of of using the magnets to sort of clip the the clip together. Who came up with that idea? That's a great idea.
5: Um, our dad actually thought of idea. As how these they're called neodymium magnets, mm-hmm. and they're Earth like,
1: magnets, really powerful. Right? Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and th- you don't want to put your like iPhone in in,
1: the, <laughs> in that magnet, do you?
5: You're gonna have an empty iPhone.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I see. I see.
5: And the magnets actually, two of them broke by colliding with each other. Really? It? Yeah.
0: And what? Just from the force of the coming together, it
5: mm-hmm. yeah. wow. just broke.
0: So, so how did you? How did you? sort of uh, um, design around that?
5: So the first design was where we was going to glue it in, but the magnets were too strong. So we made the hole a little bit harder, a little bit smaller, and we had to push the magnets in to make it really, really stick.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, you know, working with uh, manufacturing, that's definitely a very high challenge, actually, I would say, for a start of weekend. So I'm very impressed that you are able to put something together. Uh, Camille, you know, So here you are. You're working through 54 hours to build something to be able to say, hey, this is our idea. We think that it can work as a business, as a functioning app. It can solve a problem. Give us your investor money, right? Um, during that uh, arduous marathon, there's always these points. For example, discovering your magnets might break if they slam together too hard. Uh, I'm curious for you and for everyone um, – what was perhaps the unexpected challenge the thing that because you had a team, the idea that you had in your head there was something that you overlooked or you didn't understand that you came to a realization about
4: yeah, so I came up with a basic business concept before the event when I was pitching it, and over the weekend we were talking to customers and users and specifically for clima, it turned out that while we were trying to go in from an energy savings perspective the 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 way that the app basically showcases that people are uncomfortable, it's not really something new that the managers of those buildings don't know. Clearly, not everybody can be comfortable at the same time. So we figured that instead of focusing on the energy conservation um, aspect of that app, it would be more of like a psychological... Imagine... Kind of like Grumble, right? You guys had the guys from Grumble yes. here, mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. except that it's for your senses. So how comfortable are you? And uh, so that was the way that we were going um, from that point on. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely like that comfort angle. I I I worked in an office where there's a war almost between the men and the women. Specifically, I would say where the women are like, we need to turn the thermostat up, and the men say we need the thermostat down, and you have no basic way to have a dashboard to say, hey, it turns out the vast majority of the employees in this room are cold or they're too warm. So I I definitely can see the problem you're solving. Now, Christine, you were um, working on the design side, but you were working with an idea that, as you mentioned, kind of existed previously. So what was the focus of your team moving forward since you had this massive amount of intellectual property that existed, these very useful musical ways to learn English? um, What was the twist that you were adding?
2: The twist, the... Was the enhancement and the reinvention of the existing company? So right now she has her, she had her stuff on YouTube and various websites for teaching uh, for teachers where they share, I guess, and you can purchase each other's curriculums or materials or something like that. I'm not as familiar as she is, but we basically were going to bring it into an app platform where it's something like Lynda.com or um, you know Skillshare where you can basically subscribe to these musical educations that have this curriculum kind of attached to it. Mm-hmm. So that was that was an issue during the, the weekend. People did, like mentors and stuff like that, did come up to us and say, you know, the spirit of Startup Weekend is more about starting something that is new. Um, so we definitely had to push on reinventing something with what she already had. Mm-hmm. And
0: <clears throat> um, I might have sat in on a couple of those conversations, but what was the evolutionary process or your thought process that – Took you from what she had as a traditional business, and actually decided on you know sort of this app, and and even with the app idea, what is it that the app's going to deliver? I, mean, I know you said subscriptions, but is there is there any other hook that it's going to provide that get people to go to that app, or is it still primarily familiarity with Edutunes, and then that's going to get you to the app, or is the app going to be a standalone kind of thing.
2: I think the biggest difference was the target market. Before she was working with mostly teachers, I believe, and so we were trying to bring it to more homes. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was that was the the difference and the direction that we were trying to take it to to reinvent it. Basically, mm-hmm.
0: did it did it take a while for that sort of uh, direction to emerge out of all the mentor discussions that took place?
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely, it was um, actually the. We little we got a little bombarded by yeah, <laughs> mentors. Yeah. I would I would think, and every time a mentor came, it was like, "Do we have to change what we're doing?" You know, and so which is part of the experience. Yeah. And I definitely learned. Well, I think so I think, I think
0: yeah, I think part of it is just that you you know you're gonna you're gonna get a whole lot of advice. It's the ability to distill that advice into something that you can actually you know put together and work on and and deliver. Mm-hmm. So I don't think mentors really care that you didn't do their idea or oh, their advice but how do you distill all of that
1: now for uh men who had buddy uh, apart from breaking magnets uh, was there a point was there a, was there a point where it was like uh, you had to rethink or had a, a great discovery to to improve the idea that you came in with i mean during the process what was your favorite uh, realization or discovery
5: um i th- think when we were filling out our business model canvas mm-hmm. when we got to what we added to the new product and we just started adding things that we could possibly put into a product and I think we just got a ton of different new ideas from that.
0: I want to, you know, I want to explore uh, sort of where some of these new ideas are going as well as perhaps the uh, the business that you will embark on, I guess, uh, subsequent to Startup Weekend. But, want to hold that thought Uh, We'll be right back after this short break uh, with, of course, continuing our conversation with Christine Kuroki,
1: Camille Schutz, Buddy, and Coco Leong about their new startup businesses. We will talk about what's next for these teams, but again, right now, this hour, our phone lines are open to receive your pledges, your donation of $100 or more to Radio Flyers. It's a unique program It allows you to benefit two community organizations with your gift, so you can call... And you can pledge at nine four one three six eight nine on Oahu, or eight seven seven nine four one three six eight nine from the neighbor islands. You are listening to Bite Marks Cafe.
0: Being a consultant means constant travel and long hours away from
1: home. So, yeah, there are some downsides.
5: Having a family is very important to both my wife and me. So that travel element really is difficult to manage, as well as being supportive of your of your family.
1: I'm Kai Rizdal. How consulting is changing to attract top recruits. That story next time
2: on Marketplace from APM.
1: This evening at 6, following Bite Marks Cafe. Hi, this is Ray Cruz inviting you to join me tonight from 8 to 10 for Latin Beat. I'll be playing classic Afro-Cuban Latin jazz Latin Big band Classics, and share the latest releases in Latin jazz. That's Latin Beat tonight from 8 to 10 here on HPR 2 Member supported Hawaii Public Radio. See you tonight. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. And I'm Ryan Ozawa. And we're talking to Camille Schutz, Christine Kuroki, and Buddy and Coco Leong about launching their business at Startup Weekend Honolulu. Today,
0: our phone lines are open to receive your
1: donations of $100 or more
0: to Radio Flyers, a unique, unique program which allows you to benefit two community organizations with your gift. And of course, that number to call is 941 on Oahu or 877 941 from the neighbor islands. And, you know, right before the break, we we're talking to Buddy and Coco Leong and we we're asking them about, uh, you know, their Hoonie hat clips, but... From what I gather, like there's other entrepreneurial activities that you folks are engaged in.
1: Yeah, it was only when researching this, your, your winning startup weekend that I learned, for example, Coco, about your YouTube channel. I well, mean, are you a YouTube star? I think so. So tell us about that.
6: So our channel's called The Many Hoonies, and we have f- like 400 subscribers mm. and about 30, 40 videos.
1: Very cool. And what do you cover on Yeah, this what channel? do you feature?
6: We do a whole bunch of reviews, like candy reviews, try reviews
1: candy you, yeah candy? candy reviews now what kind candy what kind candy do you like?
6: uh I like sour candy like <laughs> oh, That sounds pretty good.
1: I mean, when I visited it, it was like this you're you're running your own little t v network I mean I think many kids, my kids involved as well do minecraft videos and things like that, but certainly you were taking things to another level. It was many the channel, so it's. Clear that you know thinking of projects, creating things is not new to uh, you, um, buddy. Um, now that you went through the start of weekend process and you have, and I love that you're wearing uh, the hat clips now, and there's a camera pointed right at me blinking. Um, what when as you went through the process, you talked about the business model canvas, which is a good template that a lot of people use mm-hmm. to kind of plan out their business. Um, what do you think uh, is the next evolution? You talked about some new features. What were some of those?
5: Um, so one feature that I'm doing right now, pointing at you, is <laughs> like a selfie stick, but I am pointing it at you. And as we said before... It's a Yuffie
1: stick, maybe. know. Yeah. Oh.
5: <laughs> and then now the clip can actually open up instead of having to slide the clip on. It can now mount a tripod or it can stick onto a metallic surface like a window or a car. It can also go through like thin surfaces like glass and it can go through different different thin sheets of metal. And like if you're trying to if you're trying to videotape something on like a table, then you can stick it right on the edge and you can point it at yourself and you can take a video like that. Very so nice. you
0: have it sort of hanging off the table right now. Is that is that like uh, clipped onto to anything or is it just sort of balancing there?
5: It's just like, it's just there.
0: Okay. And then uh, what's the plan? Is it a series of uh, different kind of mounting clips? And what do you have in mind in terms of uh, actually starting up a business to distribute this?
5: Um, we met with GoPro a few days ago. and Okay,
0: wait, wait. Okay, so you met with GoPro. <laughs> that's, yeah. pretty,
1: that's pretty impressive.
0: Now, did that involve a phone call, a trip somewhere, or were there people actually here in Hawaii representing GoPro?
5: Um, we met with the GoPro Media Relations at Turtle Bay Resort on the North Shore. Oh, nice. wow.
1: And what was, what, what was the feedback? I mean, I would say that would be a market that you would be exploring.
5: That, they said it was um, pretty cool, and they are impressed, and they wanted us to um, do a workshop with them, like a designer's workshop and they gave us um, a free GoPro 4 sessions.
1: Wow, nice. that's very impressive too. So you made hardware, got some hardware, met some uh, significant people in, in the industry that you want to work in, very impressive. Now, Christine, for uh, the Edutunes app. Um, again, these are great weekend projects, 54-hour marathons, but what happens next can always be something else. And I understand that there's sort of a, an evolution of the original idea that you are working on now.
2: Yeah, so after we placed, we were given 48 hours to pitch to something that's called Global Startup Battle. Mm. That's going on. Um so we had 48 hours to pitch and then Jenny who had who was the one that originally pitched her idea, she decided to leave the team um because you know this 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 is her baby, her business, you know. So she didn't she decided not to continue but we wanted to just continue just for the experience of pitching to a regional startup competition. So we changed the name so that we wouldn't, you know, affect her business or anything like that. And then, you know, 48 hours later, we submitted a video.
1: Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. Was, the, the was the new yeah. idea?
2: Oh, well, we just changed it. Uh, my mom is also an English teacher. Oh, okay. So um, we kind of replaced the teacher with my mom mm-hmm. and had a... Th- Kind of the same, the, using the research that we had you know, learned within Startup Weekend, we kind of re, redid everything and just pitched a more Asia, Asia-focused English learning education app.
1: And more independent and home-based versus teacher network-based.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And what was uh, the name of your new project?
2: You know, we had like an hour or something <laughs> <laughs> to come up with a name, so I just picked something real generic so everyone would know what it was, and it's Global English Education.
1: Global Eng- English Education. It it does what it says yeah. on the
2: box.
1: <laughs> All right. Now, Camille, um, your 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 app idea is certainly one that I think many people can identify with, but... Just like with Grumble, there's there's the pitch, there's the concept that everyone gets, and then there's making it actually work, mm-hmm. solve an actual problem, and yeah. in, your, in any business's case, make money. Exactly, so yeah.
4: where is a Klima app headed? So to back off a little bit, another tip that I found really helpful for the startup weekend. After my team assembled, uh, we introduced ourselves around the table, and we specifically pointed out how deeply we would be involved in this project if it turns out to be something more than just that weekend. And we basically boiled it down to two points that we all want to do. We want to win it and we want to have fun. And that's what we achieved. Well, at least we got the the People's Choice Award. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, everybody's busy and um, that might be also a deterrent for many people that are afraid to commit to something which is why they wouldn't go to Startup Weekend. But it's it doesn't have to be that way. For our project right now, we met after the Startup Weekend. We pitched it at MCAP, and we are looking to develop an app and put it into the App Store. And from there on, we will see.
0: And uh, MCAP is the, um, the mobile. mobile pitch-off that yes, took place maybe about a couple of weeks ago?
4: Yeah, December week. 1st, yeah.
0: So I'm curious, Camille, um, the team that, assembles during a startup weekend could or could not be perhaps the ideal company that you want to bring together. So when you decided to go to do a pitch off, um, you're you're now starting to commit or get people's commitments to be maybe beyond just a startup weekend team, but more maybe a business uh, team. How was it going through that process of, you know, maybe deciding on who wants to be on that team and, and really getting their commitment to be now evolving potentially into a business.
4: Yeah, it's it's a flowing process, I think. Many people are way too worried on, on things like equity split. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. They're talking about this on the weekend. Um, that doesn't even make sense. I mean, the idea is there. The idea is important, but as you probably heard already, the execution is really that part that mm-hmm. matters, and especially especially the execution over time. So if you would have somebody who is interested in pursuing that idea with you, you would see how they perform over time and then all those types of things are are being addressed. And then you don't need to worry too much about whether it's the right person or not for a future project that you pick on the weekend. Mm -hmm. I think that that, um, the problem that people kind of feel also with going out with their idea Mm -hmm. and maybe revealing it to the public it's overestimated. It's yes, yeah, yeah,
1: I would agree. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, uh, Coco, we've heard examples of you know how do we move forward? Is this just a fun project, or is it going to become a business? How do we balance it with the other things that we're going to do? You're a student still, and still learning and growing. Punho School Menhune's uh, YouTube channel. How are you imagining the ability to balance building Menhune hat clips and manufacturing these cool GoPro mounting points? and still being a kid. How is that going to work?
6: Yeah, so I think on our first we are going to find a manufacturer and then when we have time, then we are going to work on the project, like new prototypes and test them out in free time.
1: Now, have you asked your dad to get a 3D printer at your house so you can do this at home, maybe after homework is done? Nope. I would recommend that. Yeah, I think that's a great (laughs)
0: idea. In fact, you know, I mean, Colin is a great guy, and you know, three D innovations, but you need to have that at your house. You know, like a three D printer. Now's the
1: time. <laughs> Not the time to have. All right, right so, <laughs> so, um, uh, buddy, do you do you see that as uh, as one of your? Because it sounds like you're building basically a multimedia manufacturing empire at this point. So, I'm, I would ask you, how do you imagine balancing everything? Is many hoony hat clips. Front and center is it a side project behind the YouTube channel and behind schoolwork? How do you work that out?
5: Um, When we were entering the global startup battle, we did all of that stuff after school and after our our work, which is about like maybe five or six Mm o'clock. But we still got a pretty good amount of work done.
0: Mm -hmm. No, no, buddy and Coco. I mean, I'm kind of curious. Even at your young age of thirteen and ten, I mean, uh, what do you envision yourselves being uh, when you go to the ripe old age of your dad? <laughs> no, no, I mean, you know, like when you, when you let's say up. go to college or graduate from college. What do you aspire to become? Coco.
6: Some kind of business owner.
1: Oh, just like that. Yeah, no, I th- can see that. Apple doesn't fall far from the buddy. Your 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 plan.
5: Um. Don't become homeless.
1: That's that's a good bar to, to work <laughs> with. <laughs> Camille, when you grow up, um what, what what what's your plan? I mean, we're for example a year from now. Clima uh, or no Clima. Um, how how does this startup weekend experience enhance
4: the next year of your life? Um so Clima was basically the kickoff for me to combine the both fields that I'm a- at right now, which is energy and real estate. Um, so I'm looking to venture further out in at this intersection of those two.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, Christina, I, mean, I mean, you know, you guys are still on track to develop an app, I mean, and are there plans to I guess uh, do something with the team once that app is out there?
2: Um, I don't know. It's we kind of just pitched for the sake of pitching mm-hmm. since we were given the opportunity and we there were different multiple tracks that you could sign up for for global startup battle so we signed up for the women's track the education track and the champions track and i think we hear back in a week or two if who gets to move on so if we move on we do and if we don't then maybe this is just something to play around with on the side mm-hmm. and see yeah, if it's an experience yeah. that
0: you've gone through mm-hmm. buddy what do you what do you have to say? I know you're raising your hand. I mean, this is not class, but go ahead and fill uh, the airwaves.
5: We also entered the Global Startup Battle and we made it past the Innovators Great in the Making and Championships track. And so this week, we're just waiting to find out if we won any of them.
0: So so what does that mean? I mean, so if you win that track, what does that now take you to?
5: Um, So each track has a set of prizes that you can win. And most of the tracks have like Trips to places like Champions Mm -hmm. has Barcelona. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice, nice.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, um, as we know, uh, Startup Week in Honolulu comes around uh, perhaps twice a year, most Mm -hmm, of the time. mm -hmm. And uh, there will be another opportunity. Uh, So, uh, Coco, as, again, perhaps the youngest, one of the youngest participants ever in this global competition, uh, what is your main piece of advice to someone else who's thinking perhaps they want to try Startup Week in Honolulu? What would you say?
6: Just pitch an idea, and if
2: you don't make it, try to get on a team.
1: That's very good. Very advice. good. Christine?
2: Um, I would say just go for it, and just don't go in with any expectations, but to just have a good time and to learn something. Mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm. And Camille? I can only uh, uh, repeat all that and maybe also quote uh, Shia LaBeouf. Just do it.
1: Is that where that comes from? <laughs> just do it? Well,
4: that's, I think that's Nike, right? But... If you've seen that meme, I don't want to go too much into it because it would be probably uh, not all for your audience. But if Uh, you have the slightest uh. thought of interest and maybe you're interested in becoming an entrepreneur or you want to get into a team environment, get outside of your day-to-day, do it and thank me later. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Camille, you said that you're you you work in the sort of the intersection between real estate and energy. So, uh, while you're working on Klima app, um, is there a place where someone can go to connect with you? Perhaps they're interested in that same intersection. Um, is there a way to get in touch or to learn more about this app project?
4: Yes, Klima. Uh, it's uh, KlimaApp.com. Klima dot com. How do you app? spell Klima? Klima k l i m a a p p dot
0: Good. And, Christina, where can people find out if you're proceeding with your… Or just follow every, you on Twitter to yeah. see how that's going. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Kurokiness or something. Yeah,
2: Kurokiness. You can Google Kurokiness. Um, we do have our pitch on YouTube. If you just do a search for a Global English Education mm. Pitch, that'll come up. And, of course, you can look at Google Edutunes as well and see what Jenny's up to. Good, good, Absolutely.
0: good. Absolutely. And where can people find out more about Menuhuni Hat Clips?
5: They can go to manyhoonies.net, which is our YouTube site, or they can go to manyhoonies.co, which is where they can find more information about our product.
0: Very good. Lots of fun. Yeah. Christina Kuroki and her team is working on Edgy Tunes, and of course, Camille. Well, no, global. Global English education. education, (laughs) And Camille Schutz aims to create the Clima app. Buddy and Coco Leong, the youngest Startup Weekend winners, launched Many Hat clips. I want to thank you all for joining us today.
6: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: And thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we'll talk to the winners of the Hawaii State VEX Robotics Championships. And, of course, if you miss any
0: part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can email us at feedback at
1: Bitemarks.org. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at BiteMark, And you can follow me at Hawaii. Our engineer is David Chong, and our executive producer is Beth Ann Kozlovich.
0: And we leave you with our song pick of the week. Here's a band called Salad Boys and a song I dedicate to Ryan. No taste bombers. See you next Aww. week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.